0: This is CliffCentral.com. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com.
1: They will always doubt you, realize not everyone has their best ethics at heart. Some people will look up to you, but those are the people that will let you down. People will cast stones in your directions. Sometimes all you need to do is distance yourself. Prove them wrong. Develop a thick skin. Stand strong in your convictions. Stay driven in the face of adversity. When you're about to give up, Think about that one reason why you wanted to start. Welcome to Future CEOs, everybody. My name is Subi Moya Arnold. Hello, Gareth.
2: (laughs) That was very, very good. I think we're going to have you do that from (laughs) now on.
1: Listen, the butterflies, the butterflies. But you know what? I feel that it's a very tough time in the entrepreneurial space. I'm personally, as an entrepreneur, having a really difficult time fulfilling my destiny in the entrepreneurial world. So it's always good just to... Be reflective on your decisions and on your journey.
2: Well, that's what we do here on Future CEOs, isn't it? We, we, we sit together for an hour a week where we are able to do exactly that, reflect, look, look back, look into, introspect while we're listening to other individuals who are sharing their journeys with us. In this particular instance, we've got someone that uh, – a voice, an accent perhaps that we don't always hear. Fluby, <laughs> who do we have in studio?
1: Founder of Automative Detailing I want to find out what exactly that is Entrepreneur of note A successful mentor with a lot of mentorship And I I love that Because we're all about people who inspire And people that we aspire to be And obviously it's about Also the generations that we leave behind us So welcome to future CEOs Lorenzo Escobar
0: Thank you for having me here.
2: That's a really nice name. It, it, it rolls with the tongue <laughs> quite interesting. I, I'm sure there's a, a you've heard a couple of plays on it um, over time with some of the big figures throughout history that have a, a,
0: yeah. a similar name. Yeah, kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah I, get, I get that quite often actually. Well, well We're
2: not going to confuse you with that, but so, so to make sure that our listeners don't confuse you with anyone in history that has a similar name, please tell our future CEO's listeners who you are and how you f- how you come to be here in the studio with us today, please.
0: Actually, yeah, yeah, my name is uh, Lorenzo Escobal. I am from Toronto, Canada, and I actually landed here in South Africa yesterday, and today is day one well <laughs> well of on my tour here well for, uh, for this uh, country. Uh, so I've been traveling around, uh, attending a lot of business conferences, attending a lot of uh, networking events, and you build a lot of relationships with people. And so I happened to meet uh, my good friend, uh, Karen Black, who actually... Uh, uh, just connected me with a lot of people here and she's done a terrific job here uh, uh, working with me here and then just uh, uh, you know just just to share my story here and talk about entrepreneurship I'm 25 years old I uh, started an auto detailing uh, business so what auto detailing is you're actually uh, cleaning the cars from you know, people drive cars and what we do is we want to make the cars look like new again so it's like mm. as if uh, they just bought the car, so we give them that new car experience. we need that <laughs> yeah. Perhaps, yeah, perhaps.
2: so uh, auto detailing uh, and starting a business being a twenty five year old I think what we may be used to coming in studios someone 's a, a little bit older uh, uh, further along in the journey who 's doing a tour like you are H- how's it that you then find yourself doing a tour uh, on the back of the business that you 've started that 's quite an interesting uh, we 've not had that before.
0: Well, I actually started the auto detailing business when I was 18 years old. I was in first year university and I started it, it was because of, out of necessity when there was, I tried to apply for a lot of jobs at the time. So this was back in 2011. We were still under the, uh, global, there was a global recession there at the time. So I applied to over 20 job positions and, uh, it's either I got rejected or just never heard a response. Mm, so tough. I, yeah, exactly. It was tough. Right. And then obviously you're a student, you have bills to pay and you know, you know, you know, um, I was just, I was just trying to get by and I started the auto detailing books because I'm a big fan of cars. I'm a big uh, car guy. I love, uh, working on vehicles. And, uh, before when I was uh, li- living at home, with my parents, one of my chores was, yeah, just help clean their car. Mm-hmm. So I got very good at it. And eventually neighbors started to see, uh, see the results and now they started asking me to, uh, do uh, work on their cars and then eventually just kind of spread it from there. Uh, so, my company inception out of detail and so it started as a mobile service so we actually go to people's houses uh, that's what I did going to people's houses going door to door just cleaning cars there that's how uh, humble get by... beginnings exactly Yeah. <laughs>
1: humble beginnings so what exactly are you doing in South Africa Lorenzo?
0: so here in South Africa um, uh, this is my first time here so it's really I, j- I do want to see the country I hear a lot of great things as well and then just uh, build relationships with people and connect and uh, who knows like eventually if uh, an opportunity arises, whether if it's here in the automotive industry, or something else, uh, maybe I might start a you know a, a location here, a branch, or another op- business opportunity.
2: I, I love the fact that even a short period down the the road or down the line from you starting a business, that you're already potentially looking to go international. That's a significant thing. It it, it, it speaks to the vision that you have for your business, and perhaps even the belief that you have in your business. Let, let's talk a little bit about then this this business that uh-huh. you've started. So you you spoke about necessity driving you toward that. So yes. often. Uh, people feel like they're born with this entrepreneurial thing. In the, in your case, it seemed necessity. Is that, is that accurate or did, did you have something within you that was always pushing you to be independent anyway?
0: Uh, well, yeah, definitely being independent. But in terms of the business, I... Yeah, I had no intentions of starting a business before because usually with Filipinos is you do well in school. Uh, mm. you do well in school, get good grades and you get a job for a big corporation and then mm. you work your way up. Uh, but for me as I never had the grades in school. So I was always a B or C student where I was never an A student there. Mm. So there was definitely some struggles there. I applied to uh, six universities in Canada and only two, uh, uh, accepted. So, uh, that was a, that was because, yeah, because of the fact that grades was an issue, right? And then, uh, so I went to uh, my university. It was called the University of Ontario Institute of Technology. So it's based out of Oshawa uh, in Canada. And then, so I actually took a Bachelor of Commerce uh, and I majored in uh, marketing there. So I knew I, I enjoyed the business. I loved the concept. Like, I found it to be very interesting, but I didn't really... Wanted to start a business until it was difficult finding work, and then eventually mm-hmm. just starting the auto detailing. Things kind of led one thing to another.
2: So you you start this business, but starting a business is not just as simple as doing something. Uh, exactly, yeah,
0: exactly. Yes.
2: T- tell us a little bit about that that journey. So uh, two days in, you suddenly realize, holy smoke, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> just, just just talk to us about it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, starting a business as much as uh as much as you know you think, you know, you, you know about the theory, you, you know about the theory, you learn a lot of things in school. Yeah, follow the business
2: plan. all these, Yeah, exactly. These things.
0: Exactly. So when you're actually there working hands on, uh, you'll soon realize that some things wouldn't work. And then so you do have to adapt to the environment, adapt to change. So especially as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of uh, you know things that come in unexpected so as Absolutely. much as you you think that as much as you have a business plan where you know what this is uh, a straight line this is I want to get to this to get to this but it'll never be a straight line where mm-hmm. you're actually gonna go in a zigzag places sometimes you know you take uh, one step forward uh sorry two steps forward you move one back and then two steps forward and move back, one back but you're also but you're you know constantly uh growing and pushing forward so uh, especially for a business owner, you need to have a vision as to what you want to do. What's your role? Why are you, uh, doing this? And a lot of times when it comes to entrepreneurship, so a lot of people will think that, oh, I'm just here to make money. But, the thing about entrepreneurship it's about uh, giving value to customers like you're there to solve problems you're there to fix things you're there to just make things create better create solutions exactly yeah, scratch, yeah.
2: scratch someone's itch uh, mm-hmm. essentially is what we've heard people say before tell us about an early, an early challenge that you experienced tell, tell us a story
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely an early challenge was definitely the age demographic, uh, the age uh, factor for sure, mm-hmm. especially, um, in my industry when I'm working on a lot of, uh, high-end vehicles. And why would they entrust an 18-year-old working on 50, if not $100,000 vehicles? And then, mm-hmm. you know, they're very expensive, valu- valuable to what if, you know, something breaks, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, so the one thing is you definitely need to have confidence in yourself. You definitely need to have confidence in the skill that you do. Uh, and then also you have to assure them that you know, you're actually gonna be delivering the value of your work where you'll you know, you'll make the car look very clean, like new. And then uh eventually I started to make a lot of money uh, out of it. Like now for some owners, some clients have paid me about fifteen thousand dollars to actually clean a car. It takes oh, wow. about four days to do.
1: Amen. So you know what, as you said, the road forward isn't necessarily straightforward, Lorenzo. Exactly yes. there are so many no's in this entrepreneurial life, you know, to uh, a thousand no's comes one yes how do you just keep yourself motivated when that happens or is there a, a system or a, a way that you handle the rejection and move on and just keep per- per- persevering what's what's your uh, uh your your tool of being motivated
0: uh definitely uh yes i did get a lot of uh, rejections in my life like I say you know in business and personal life and then uh eventually you soon learn enough that, you know, you don't let others dictate as to how you want to live your life. And then so you set the standards to yourself. And then, um, you say, like, okay, this is what I really want to do. And I don't care what others think. And then just keep on keep on doing it and then you know having mentors is uh, very important as well too and then associating yourself with business owners who are far more success- successful than you because you know you get to learn a lot from them they've gone through failures themselves and then you know they tell you and then you actually learn from them and obviously you know there's a saying where you know if you're the smartest person in the room you're, you're, you're in, in the wrong room, <laughs> room. <laughs> right the, those who surround yourself with is who you, who you become and so what's great about in my industry with the auto detailing because we're more on the high end we're in the niche market so I mm-hmm get to meet a lot of successful business owners, if not some of the top one hundred richest people in Canada where I wow. get to learn as to how they grew their own businesses and uh just having that kind of a personal personal relationship uh is a big you know, it's it's a big deal because of the fact that, you know, you never know where it leads to as well. And then um, uh, you know, when you help, you know, others, you know, you obviously don't expect anything in return, but when the time is needed, sometimes I'll reach out to them say, Hey, like you know, I need an advice, you know, can I have your opinion on this? And they'll be gladly to help you.
1: Do you find that these uh, high-flying individuals who are business and they end up being your clients, are they are they accessible and approachable just for those very reasons of mentorship and advice and just helping you to become a forward thinker in your business?
0: Uh, definitely, yeah, some of them, yes. And then, however, uh, you know, you cannot... You, don't ask for help uh, for on the first meeting or anything, but it's just a matter of building that relationship because nothing is uh, uh, built overnight, right? So the Roman Empire wasn't built overnight. It takes years and years to actually uh, build everything. So I've been in business for about uh, seven years now, actually, and when uh, it only started growing you know, at an exponential rate in the last three years.
1: Okay. Give us a story whereby you made a big mistake, but you learned a great lesson out of it.
0: Uh, Okay. Well, one of the big mistakes is that, um, sometimes as soon as you soon realize uh, money is coming in, uh, Mm. and then, uh, and then I've seen a lot of other business uh, people do this where they go on a a lot of, you know, big spending on personal things just because they would expect that money will constantly coming in. So one thing is as well is you never rely on one client, uh, one client just because, uh, because anything can happen where you know if you lose a client, you will lose a lot of your revenue so-, so,
2: so I want to jump in here. so have you done that? Did you do it at any point where you relied on one client and you said i 've arrived uh, and and then suddenly that client disappeared for some reason?
0: Uh, oh yes, yeah, so it, it has happened, and then so uh, during uh, during the uh, early stages of the growth uh when i started you know making a lot of money for for a young teenager uh there where you know i got overconfident mm. and then so you know it, it, because it it was the first time you know experiencing everything where excitement <laughs> you think oh, you're no. you think you're the <laughs> I, king of the hill I, I, and and <laughs> you learn enough that uh you physical, know being h- yeah exactly right so you learn that you know you shouldn't have the ego uh, with you all the time so even I tell a lot of my team members this uh, where I always tell them at work where always leave your ego at, at the door. door at the door because once you let ego take over you it's gonna that's what's gonna cause your downfall
2: mm what i what I really appreciate about what we're hearing, especially about the confidence thing is uh, this idea of overconfidence can also o- often be re termed as arrogance and arrogance really lacks a, a certain foundation, doesn't it um, clearly you may have in your experience in your career had a a moment or two of overconfidence, especially in the early days when you were young
1: and you know what easy I did. I don't know why you have to expose. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I'm trying to keep a, a levels of you know interest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's so true and we've always made those mistakes and I just learned the hard way and that's the best way to learn sometimes Lorenzo and it's easy come easy go. Exactly, yes. But what I love about sometimes of the decisions that I've made, I'm a big believer in intuition and yes. I know that you come a lot from the school of intuition and intuitionology. Tell us a little bit more of that and how that has worked positively for you in your business and how trusting your gut can separate you from bad business mistakes.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, So about intuition, intuition is uh, something that everyone has inside of you where it helps you make that uh, sound moral decision.
1: Like sometimes it's not always about the money.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I like
2: that sound moral decision. Yes. Sorry,
1: sorry. Uh, I do not want to inter-
2: interrupt you. I, just, I wanted to re reemphasize what you were saying. Please go on. Lisa. Yeah. So
0: that sounded a moral, moral decision. So, for example, when, okay, so one of my uh, actually a really good story here. Yay. So, um, this was about three years ago when I got an email inquiry. So it happened to be somebody from Google, uh, from Google Canada. So they were actually inquiring for a detailing service. Don't way- we always
1: wait for that call?
0: Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so, so it it was great. So, uh, so I, yeah, so the person left uh the inquiry on our on you know through our online um contact form, and when I saw the at google dot com, I thought I was like, you know, I just can't can't picture right? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the heart started racing. We're still
1: waiting for that call.
0: <laughs> the, the heart started racing, right? <laughs> and then so, um, so obviously yeah, I got back to them. So the speed of implementation is uh very important. And yeah. then, and then. And then, um, so I spoke with the person on the phone, so I had an in-person meeting as to, you know, I was just there to kind of figure out what they're looking for, right? And then, so I wasn't necessarily pushing for a service or a package or anything, but it's just a matter of finding out the needs uh, from your customers.
2: Yeah, like, reaching out, connecting. Yeah, with exactly,
0: exactly. It's part of the relationship building, The building the rapport is uh, very important, especially for the service-based uh, industries. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of it, you know, a lot of your uh, business is driven through, relationships mm-hmm. and then uh, usually it's the people who buy you and then so having mm-hmm. the in-person uh, meeting was really good so just so they can get to know us and then so i asked this person was okay well i'm very in- interested because you're located in another city but we're uh but why did you call us so they first of all they actually found us just by google google found us on google <laughs> <laughs> so um so we were ranked, uh, uh, one of the top, uh, in the region, in the Toronto. And, and, and then, and then, yeah, so eventually they were looking for somebody to, a team to come to their, to, uh, to their office on site to detail the vehicles for their employees. And then I knew for this one where as much as, I thought in terms of I was charging for service, I I was thinking charging higher, but rather than, but instead I started, I charge it at a much lower cost just because having that kind of association uh, is great, yeah. There's but a certain value, than, there, yeah. yeah, exactly. Rather than the uh, the money coming in, right? So that's where I saw, you know, the brand value out of yeah, that. Yeah, there's a
2: short term mm-hmm. and, a, and a longer term view. Exactly. Here. You, yes. you, t- you took the longer, exactly. longer term. Yes. Uh, which is also interesting because often what we do is we have entrepreneurs that come in and say, "Know your value and stick to it." Uh, even if you're starting out, make sure that you 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 push your price to where you want it to be, and you must charge that all the time. But what what we're saying here is, know your value, but but know the value of of a relationship. Exactly, well. exactly. The saying. brand
0: value. It's never. It's, it's not always about the money coming in, right? So, um, what I realized is that because you never, because you know, especially when you get a big company uh, under uh, under your name, it's a lot easier to close deals with other bigger companies. And then so eventually, uh, when Tesla reached out, so I remember this one, uh, they actually called uh, just us on the phone and left a voicemail saying that. Uh, we're looking for somebody who, who, who needs, who, who could uh, service our vehicles at our, some of our service centers in the Toronto area. And then, um, yeah, so I reached out, I, I, I responded, and then, long story short, we have a working relationship with Tesla where we actually uh, prepare the delivery of the vehicles, of, of the Tesla vehicles before it goes to the customer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. great for
1: your company history, you know, and just aligning yourself with those kind of brands and also being able to inspire, you know, change in society as we know it. Mm-hmm. But more importantly for me, Lorenzo, uh, what do you want to give back? What, what What is it that you stand for being a business entrepreneur and wanting to, you know, venture out into the global game? What uh, is your why?
0: Uh, my why is that, uh, yes, be successful in business, expand your business to a global scale, but also uh, as an entrepreneur, uh, give back your knowledge to those uh, who are starting off. And, and so I, I, I speak in front of schools uh, also uh, here. Actually, I'm very much so interested working with uh, Ndaba Mandela in terms of his African Rising um, a charity where eventually I do want to speak in front of, you know, young students here in South Africa about, you know, starting their own business. And then there's a lot of, op- you know, even just coming here yesterday, I soon realized that there's a lot of opportunities here in Africa where there's so many things where things can be improved on for sure. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of opportunities here. And I think that, um, ha- but A lot of people have like a self doubt as to, you know, I can't do it. Mm. Uh, Like, it's either, you know, I don't have time, I don't have money, or what will people uh, think of me, right? Mm. So, but the biggest thing, what's really important is uh, because a lot of them have the fear of the unknown where you don't know where it's going to lead to, right? Because let's say you start a business and say if it fails, and then now people are going to be like, oh, I told you so. Mm. And then, so some, and then, you know, for a lot of people, that's uh, quite hurtful, right? And Mm. then, uh, and, and more than just
2: hurtful, it can be debilitating. I mean, it can really stop you in your tracks and then uh. where to from there. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting <laughs> you again.
0: No, 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 it's okay. Uh, so, so, so yeah, so that, you know, that, that could be hurtful, but you know, after, uh, you know, I've experienced a lot of, uh, rejection and people doubting, especially getting into the car business, just because, oh, with cleaning cars, you know, can you actually make a lot of money in that, mm-hmm. right? And then, um, so eventually, Event, and eventually I just learned how to filter out uh what the naysayers and the, are. And the noise. Exactly. Yes. Just filter out the noise and then just keep mm-hmm. on focusing on yourself. And mm-hmm. then, like I said, just surround yourself with people who are far more successful than you. And then you become... As
1: we said in the beginning, there will always be those people who doubt
0: you. Oh, there will, for sure. There's always, always.
2: But let me be contrarian a little bit here. Uh, But there's a certain value in the doubt, is there not? Is there not a certain value in someone Mm -hmm. coming to you and saying, I don't think you're going to make it? Uh, But I think, and your response should then technically be why. And then you listen very carefully Mm -hmm. to what they're saying. Uh, and then that can perhaps give you insight into a blind spot that you have. So, I mean, it's just another perspective. We're, I, I'm looking at the clock and we're running out of time. Let's, let's get a couple of our short fire questions at, at Lorenzo yep. here. Lorenzo, tell us about a book. That has changed the way you, that you think or changed your oh. approach to business? Your favorite, your absolute favorite book.
0: Favorite one is it was definitely written, I think, in 1920s, 1930s. It was a Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and, and Influence People. People.
2: Okay, very exactly. good. Yes, very good. Uh,
0: that's, a, that's a good one.
2: Uh, t- just tell us a little bit more about the book and how it influenced you.
0: Uh, it,
2: and when it influenced you. At what point did you read it?
0: Uh I read this uh 3 years ago. It was actually before uh Google actually approached me. So I remember I I got that Google deal just bef- a, a day before turning 23. Mm. Uh so I was 22 at the time and and so what's really important about that book is uh it's all about the other person. It's all about the other person, not about yourself. Mm. And then so if you approach things in a humble way, uh a humble way and then let the actions you know like the actions Speaks, that, speak for yeah, themselves. the
1: course. talking yeah. so tony robbins robert kiyosaki sir richard branson jt fox just to name a few mm-hmm. why are these people um a a light and a beacon of work ethic of success and of business acumen for you
0: uh especially for those people yes uh they're very a lot of a lot of them are very successful in what they do and then so uh there's a lot of you know coaches uh here where they have a lot of specialties in terms of making your business successful so uh i'll put jt fox for example and then so he taught a lot of uh, marketing and branding uh in your business where it's very important to to have to you know to, to market your business in a way where it's very unique. It's very unique. And then Tony Robbins, he's, he's very good at, in terms of personal development and then finding that uh, inner strength with you. And then Richard, Sir Richard Branson, he is the visionary where, where he has the vision and then he actually assembles a team to execute that vision. And then so there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of it's
1: good to have a lot of mentees mentors, yeah exactly respects.
0: exactly there's a lot uh, everyone has their own strengths yeah. where uh, you know it's you don't amazing. always rely on one one person but rely on many different so you can see things D- different at different points of view mm. yeah I like that
2: view, no too. no it's it's fantastic in fact always go after a specialist perspective rather exactly. than a generalist yes. expression from yes. someone yes very very, very nice um, the the uh um, what what's our final question? It's always if you could go back and talk to yes, the young future CEO, twenty year our old favorite. you, uh, what would you say to yourself? But the only thing is, that was oh. so, five years ago. You're, you're so close to being twenty. That's a, yeah. <laughs> a difficult question, So so let's go a little bit. Was, okay, let's go a little bit further back. Uh, if you were talking to to a, a younger version of you, a, a sixteen year old you, a, a you that perhaps has doubt a you that is perhaps trying to find themselves what would you say to that future CEO you
0: uh, which may have
2: been when you were 20 but like, <laughs> what would you say
0: what I would say is uh, don't let others dictate as to how you live your life you define on how you live it yourself mm. and also uh, always um, have you know regardless of where you are um, in your life and business you are more you know more successful than others but don't always uh, uh, never forget to give back like whether if it's um, you know financial monetary but also your knowledge as well because the value of the wisdom you give uh to others you know it's a lifetime right where you could actually build a legacy out of it
2: Mm. Mm. very nice
1: i still hold the same standards constantly raising the bar and i'm a continuous learner those are your words anything adds to that anything else to add to that
0: uh, never give up for sure yeah. uh, never give up, always try something new yeah. uh, don 't always don 't have the mindset where it 's been doing it 's been done like this for a long time always uh look for ways and approach things at different perspective.
2: Lorenzo Escobar, thank you for joining us here thank in you for studio. We're, me here. we're so very grateful that you were able to join us. Uh, thank you for sharing your insights and your wisdom with us. Um, thank you. And yeah. we look forward to seeing where you're going to be <laughs> in, another <Likewise>. f- <laughs> in another five years. It's been uh, from she from was. an 18-year-old yeah. to a 25-year-old. You're working with Google and Tesla, and so yeah. the the sky seems like the, it is the limit for you. Um, we look forward to, to seeing where you are.
1: And enjoy the rest of your time in our oh, beautiful, I
2: beautiful <laughs> country. All right we're going to be talking to Lee Like, the CEO of TransUnion, who's going to be talking to us about some of the, the trends that we should be looking out for this year. I know it's already already February, but um, Lee's insights are invaluable and we're going to be talking to him right after this.
0: Future CEOs on Cliffcentral.com. This is
2: Cliffcentral.com.